0: This episode of Pool Magazine Podcast is proudly sponsored by Ledge Lounger, the leaders in outdoor living and in-pool furniture. Ledge Lounger believes outdoor living inspires life's most meaningful moments, which is exemplified in their new collection, Autograph. Want to learn more about the Autograph collection? Check out what's new and visit our website at ledgeloungers.com. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Eric Ikevich of Ike's Carter Pools, a third-generation pool company and near-permanent fixture in the South Florida area for over 70 years. They've been crafting one-of-a-kind outdoor living spaces for homeowners, and it's a pleasure to have you with us today on the show, Eric.
1: Thanks a lot. appreciate it. I'm glad to be here.
0: Hey, before we get real deep into our conversation, I was hoping we could start off by haven't you give us a little bit about a bio about who you are, how you got started in the pool industry and what Ike's Carter Pools is all about?
1: Sure. So uh, I'm pretty young, but it started, you know, 41, but it started a, a long, long time ago. Um, as you said, a third generation company, my grandfather started it, you know, started in the company back in the early 50s. Uh, company was established in 1949, but I basically you know my dad worked in the business and and that's basically the same thing that i did i grew up working in the business and the first job that i pulled that i ever was on i think i was you know eight years old my dad brought me to work and back then it was uh my actual my business partner now and there's two of us me and my, my business partner gary kaplan and he was i think gary must have been you know 19 or something like that and he was doing fire up some pools and my dad me to work and said hey Gary take my son with you you know I got a lot going on and I just remember carrying like a, a net and a pole back into a backyard and, and then so on when I was you know 12 and 12 or 13 some of this is probably not you know legal in America nowadays as far as child labor laws and stuff but just kind of how things went for a lot of people back in the day um, but I I started, you know, working on pools with my dad in the, in the summertime. And there's was this, my summer of fifth grade. I I started, did my first pool prep. Some, a lot of people know what that is. And some people might not. Um, most of the builders and, you know, renovate, rent, construction guys know what pool prepping is. And, and I did that and I worked every summer since my fifth grade summer all the way until I started working full-time when I was in uh, high school. I used to, you know, leave early, leave school early. And you know go work on pools while well, my friends were still you know taking classes and you know so after, after lunch every day I'd go and work on pools and so on and so on and basically worked in every phase of the construction industry and in and, and pool construction my entire life from you know doing working with the plumbing crews when I was 15 I was working on the steel crews I'll never forget that because I have scars. From when I was 15 on my legs and arms from doing that work um, i actually remember throwing my back out when I was 15 right I just I got my driver's license and um kind of remember those type of things that happened so it's funny because I did so much of that essentially in the age so by the time I was like 22 or 21 which is a lot of the guys that i you know we hire now it's, They have to be 21 to be able to be insured you know at a decent rate when they're younger than that it's just hard to get you know a, a cheap insurance or, or a, for affordable insurance and these guys start doing when they're 22 23 25 and you know and i'm just i was so much further along than them and it's it's been a learning experience trying to hire guys like that it you know and, and trying to understand you know you know understand how hard i know how hard to work is but you know it was it was different for me then but that was basically where it all was and went from um After high school and a little bit of college that I went to college for a few years and I came home and started working for my dad again. And I always wanted to work for my dad and build pools. There's actually a my mom had showed me a um, drawing that I did. It was at a crayon when I was a kid, and it was me drawing a you know a pool at a crayon and it said, Daddy, I'm gonna build this one day. And uh, she said, I don't know where she has a picture of it or where but you know, here it is later. We're you know designing award-winning pools and all that stuff and my dad was the same thing. He designed pools, he built them, you know, and was considered as one of the better designers in South Florida. Um, you know, back then pools were only so, there's only so much you would design. But, you know, so and I, I grew up working on some, you know, we did a, we're definitely a production builder. We, um, you know, build a decent amount of pools a year. Not the biggest, you know, one in the, One out there is have tons of competitors of mine that are way bigger than us um but you know for a lot of my friends that i know throughout the country i just i would build a lot more pools than they do and um and but we still with that being said may have some small 15 30 15 15 by 30 foot pools and then you know even when i was a kid building pools that are in excess of 70 and 80 you know feet long waterfalls and mostly back in the day when i was a kid there were big grotto waterfall pools and things like that that was the big pools and now everything's modern so it's all great edge and things like that and who can design the coolest features and and stuff like that so kind of had a had a background and our company was definitely known for you know doing some custom stuff and you know so got thrown into that a lot as a kid but I mean pretty much worked through it all
0: if you had to put a date time stamp on that Eric like when you first started when when was that
1: um, so, when I really first started working full time i I graduated high school early <laughs> I was so excited to so I wanted to get right into doing pools that I decided to graduate early, which I kind of wish i didn 't do that because I kind of missed out on some of my high school uh, stuff but I, I that was probably nineteen ninety nine I graduated in two thousand and I remember I graduated early which was the end of 99 and I was pretty much full-time and that was kind of when I actually said I wanted to go to college because like oh god I'm working labor work every day and I was like this is what you know this is what the rest of my life's going to be like and I had a lot of, I had some friends going to college and so I wanted to go to college and try to get a degree in some construction and I re- once I did that I realized how long it would take and you know, and I just, uh, my dad was kind of always calling me, wanting me to come work, you know, come back and go to work. And, and oh. he didn't really go to school. So so somewhere around 99 is when that kind of started, you know, and I will started working full-time and, you know, things like that. Um, 2000, I think it was actually 2001 is when I first came back home and I started working
0: full-time. Yeah. You've got like 22 years in a game going from, uh, mm-hmm. from like, pool gopher, you know, learning the ropes, you know, just getting uh, immersed in the industry to like, you know, now you're known throughout the area, you know, as a premium luxury pool builder, custom pool builder. And, you know, you've had the opportunity to work on some really incredible projects over the years. I mean, what drew you to wanting to help people build their ultimate backyard?
1: You know, I was told a lot of my clients and stuff like that that basically you know I've been around pools my whole whole entire life you know basically born into this world and you know and here's swimming pools and it's just you know non-stop eat live and breathe swimming pools my whole life Um, you know whether it's going to my grandfather's house or you know you, you name it it just is always around me and I, I really believe that, um, you know, just we're all in business to, you know, make money and have a family and support your family. But for me, just making money isn't enough, you know, it was uh, I needed to do things that it that kept me excited. And, you know, and, you know, designing and building pools are really cool and always trying to do something different. Because when you grow up in this, you know, back in the day, everything was like, you know, template pools and you had a box of templates and you draw those in by hand and you know, and a lot of the pools are all very similar, uh, especially in Florida, the cookie cutter, you know, production, you know, development, developed pools that are built out here. Um, it just is constant, same thing. And I just, that, that drove me crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Like I just, I, and we, and we do, we have pools, you know, basic rectangles all the time and which are still very classic and cool looking. But um, I just always, for me, like if I'm drawing the pool or something, even if it's a small pool, we have to have something on it. that's different that, you know, that, you know, that I could draw a pool and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And it just won't, I won't have that like, that less special feeling inside, you know, unless it's got something that's different or it's a little different for me. And that's what kind of really keeps me going and makes me love what I do is that I want to try to do things that are different, you know, educate myself to like have the ability to be able to, you know, do those things. And, 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 and that's a, that's a big part of what, you know, makes me want to cr- crazy side of me that wants to do the custom stuff. Cause custom stuff's not easy. It is, it is hard. I would tell most pool builders stick to basic stuff because you know it's easier to make money doing that and it's easier to build them. I mean, you're not going to have all the headache.
0: That's not the stuff that's getting you eyeballs on you, though, Eric. I mean, the stuff getting you eyeballs is the custom stuff, the, the stuff mm-hmm. that you pick up for awards. I mean, bring in the wow factor. You know, the, the pool yeah. construction industry has changed since those first days, you know, 70 years ago when your company yeah. first began building. And, you know, some things have stayed the same. But, you know, building a pool in particular was a huge symbol of validation in America. You know, think about that. Yeah. Providing that kind of luxury for the family meant that you had made it. Yeah you know do you think that holds true about to florida today
1: 100% i mean i have i have, i go in these neighborhoods and these pools and it's like they they're literally like oh i got to do i got to do this one better than that guy and then it, it's a big it is a big statement especially for um you know I think it's definitely even bigger with the young younger people or, or people have families and it's like their kids are going over to the neighbor's house and, or they're having a party and people are so, they're so excited to have their kids party at their house. Cause their swimming pool in their backyard is so cool. Right. It, it's, it definitely, that was a huge staple in the fifties and things like that coming out of world war two. You know, my my grandfather would have, there's articles and books where he talked about that when he was in his, when he was in his twenties talking about pools and, if I showed you some of the first awards that we won in the 1960s for pool world mag, a pool something mag, I forget I have the name of it, I can't think of it right now, but it was one of the original pool magazines. It was all over the United States, and 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 um, they won awards. And some of the pool, <laughs> so look at the pool, and you'd be like, wait, you won an award. Because the pool had a curve in it, you know, or something like that. when we first started out, the pools were down here were, you know, built out of the port a floor and it built it out of concrete blocks so the pool was really small and it was just a rectangle. So when he was able to, you know, in his uh, early late fifties and sixties, start doing uh, a gun shot shot you know when it first came into florida um you know he was doing these radius pools and things like that or you know lima bean pool whatever you want to call it and 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 then it's like you know they would win awards and it would have like an elevation it would go down to a seawall or canal which is really big in South Florida. There's lots of canals and things like that, and to the ocean. And you know, you'd have this, and that was like the award-winning, you know, project. And so it's you know it's come so so much different than that. But um yeah, it was a it was a status symbol. It really showed it, and I think it's even bigger now and even past South Florida. You look at other small parts of the country that you know people could build a pool, and it's like you have to be like the elite to have to own a pool. And now it's you know it's it's spread, and I think it's a. It's definitely a big symbol. I mean, God, every customer's like, they're like, oh, wait, he has that on his pool. Like I got to do that. And I got to, I literally have people who have gone to other customers' houses and said, I want it bigger than his. And I it this. And, you know, and it's not, you don't hear that all the time, but it's, there's definitely that, you know, and they, they everyone's trying to one up each other and one sensor uh, things, big part of why architects and a lot of guys are really successful and they're able to do things because it, the clients want the house that has cooler stuff than everyone else's, you know? So same thing with the cars and, you know, it's like a new car comes out, you know, um, and everyone, you know, they, people might have a car (laughs) from,
0: they
1: go, they go sell their three-year-old car because they got to have the new car and drive it around and, you know and it's the same thing with swimming pools and especially with the you know people who have families and kids and they're using the pool all the time and, and the pandemic just blew that up into like god it just it just took that and it was like steroids it's like it's like here it is you had a fire it was just you know burning for years and pandemic came and it just was like boom let's blow this up even more because everyone had to have the best pool and the best backyard you know what i mean so it's um it's definitely true
0: guys who are really changing the game and elevating the industry down there. I mean, guys like Brian van Bauer and uh, Ryan Hughes who are just building like crazy over the top luxury pools over there and really like setting a new level of expectation with homeowners minds about what a, a backyard of that magnitude constitutes. I mean, really the pool industry has changed so much since those first days, you know, where we were having those doughboy pools in the backyard and for homeowners in particular, building a pool has, has been a lifelong dream for some, of, for some of these people, most of these people. Some of them have been saving and thinking about it for years. You know, pool builders are in a unique position to make or break that dream. You know, how does your firm go about helping the customer articulate their vision for their ideal backyard?
1: yeah a hundred percent and you're you're so true and, and 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 it's even emphasized more especially in south florida because you know most of the south florida is in all of florida but south florida and generally where i live is you know big because of so many of the people from the northeast come here and you know and, and and if you were to look at stats i mean it's, it's blowing up a lot more but you know in the northeast most people are going to have a vinyl liner pool and, and you got you have to be doing pretty well to be able, even I to have a vinyl liner pull in your backyard so it's a massive luxury in those areas where it's massive populations of people in New York or Boston or Philly or you, know, you name it anywhere in that northeast corridor and you know, and so they all have this, you know, let's want to move to South Florida or Florida and it's like, everyone's got a pool. So it's like, as soon as you move down here, boom, you get a swimming pool, you're doing better than everyone else already. And you already have this, you know, status and, and stuff like that. And and it's, it plays right into it to, to it. It's one of the reasons so many people move here because, Hey, they want to have the, they want to have the, the big yard and, and the, and the schools are worse down here. So it's like, they don't, they, they literally like take a hit by moving their kids down here to a, worse school system than what is up in new york or some of these areas have really good school systems just so that they can have you know the yard and have the nice things and have the nice you know um back the the nice uh the nicer house with the sometimes that's not even a bigger yard but i mean um but they could have the pool and all that stuff and you know sometimes what they could build with what it costs to build a concrete pool up there you know, it's half the price or less than half the price down here to build it. So they get it's like they come down here and it's like they, they're getting everything that they want. You know what I mean? And for for a way less. So it's you know it's 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 a dream for people. You know, to come <clears throat> come down here and be able to do this stuff. And um, I believe the swimming pool is a is a big part of it
0: a reason why a large percentage of people move is simply because the quality of life for your family is increased. And I think that, you know, as people become of the child rearing age and they, they want to raise their kids in a better environment and they want them to have a better experience than they had growing up, that a lot of people are choosing to move to places like Texas and Florida where they can have a little acreage and maybe build a swimming pool and maybe provide a better experience for their kids growing up than the one that they knew growing up
1: yeah a hundred percent i mean there's there's some i mean it's we always used to think that you know people would retire in florida and things like that and you know and that's what it is and it's it's just you know it's it's there's always people who are younger than moving down here once they get to a point where they can but it's gotten to be so much more bigger because now it's like hey you don't you don't have to have a place to work at home you can i mean a place to actually go to work you can you know, live down here and work from your computer and, you know, or whatever it may be. And so just the amount of the amount of young down with their families is so much greater than what it ever used to be. And, you know, they want that whole, whole experience that you just said. Totally agree.
0: Well, how folks use their backyard has certainly changed over the years. I mean, the pandemic reignited the yearning to spend time with family in the home and utilizing that outdoor living area suddenly became important again we couldn't travel, I mean, right now we're seeing a lot of multifunctional spaces that incorporate outdoor dining, outdoor kitchens, outdoor entertainment areas, conversational fire pits into the backyard plan. It's become so much more than just building a oh You say? percent.
1: I mean, I, uh, I, I, son, I have a massive family. I have, I have six brothers and sisters. I have one sister and then there's 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 six boys i'm the oldest and then my youngest brothers are 27 but because of that and we're all similarly close to age i hang out with my my 27 year old brother all the time and you know what i mean but uh all of our all of our friends are similar age and close to age so there's just this massive amount of friends when you go from my friends all the way to my brother's friends and and it really um you know it really kind of we see so much stuff that kind of comes to us you know from that you know, web of of people, and and I've and I've learned so much. You know, the way that uh the the, the people do things, you know, in their backyard. And also, I have a friend, and they're building a new construction house because that's such a big thing down here. I'm sure it is everywhere. There's tons of development, and you know, they build these homes, nine hundred homes, and they squeeze all the homes in. So, and I'll see people, and they might they might buy their home. They might not have the money for the pool, and. Uh, they'll want their backyard to be nice. They'll put a summer kitchen in or a you know, small barbecue. They'll have a landscape. They'll extend their pavers or their decking and they'll put patio furniture and I'll literally come over and everyone will be saying, oh man, you did such a nice job back here. And I literally say, you watch a couple of years. You're going to rip all this out. All that money you spent is going to be gone. And you're going to put a pool in. And almost every single time they do it, but it's just such a huge desire for people, especially young people who are just moved into their first home and they want to have that outdoor space to hang out so they can't afford a pool, but they'll literally spend a bunch of money and to make it nice end up ripping it all out to build a pool i can't tell i we come across so many backyards that are have already been done up with landscaping and we got to tear it all apart you know what i mean and and it's and it's just and it shows that hey they're trying to get to the having the backyard to whatever level they can so now they can afford a small backyard and then they rip it all out to build something bigger and then it goes to the point where they you know, if they lived in the house long enough, they ripped that pool out and build a bigger pool. So it's just it's constantly they're competing with themselves, you know, inside themselves to have the nicer, you know, outdoor experience. And it's a it's definitely true, you know, 100 percent.
0: Got your finger on the pulse kind of, you know, about what's going on in South Florida. I mean, what features do you feel bring the most value?
1: To- I mean, um, uh, you know, they're, they're 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 and I think it definitely is pretty continuous throughout the country the, the things that are popular you know florida florida definitely is special in its own right they have some of the strictest building codes in the country if you were to use you asked if you've ever taken a Brian Van Bauer class, I've known him for a long time, but if you ever take one of his classes, you know, some of the things they'll joke about is the codes in Florida. Um, you know, and and, and they and they do have and there's so many families and there's so many people that move here that they, you know, they have the Florida building code. They don't go off international building code and um they and and it's very and there's, there's very strict things, things that I would tell people that I have to do in Florida. People are like, Are you serious? You know, and you know, and and, and a lot of it's some of the things started in Florida and spread it out if you want to go into barrier code. And main drains and things like that, and you know, and, and they started in Florida and they spread everywhere. And so, so some things, you, you know, when you get to some of the luxury stuff, it's harder to do everything. And especially South Florida, you know, it's an island in a sense, and it's so it's it's flat, so you're limited to certain things that you can do. You know what i mean it, maybe you can have nicer you know features and you know different things that are done and the pool styles are different but you know obviously the the, the biggest thing in my opinion that every pool is going to have whether it's a small pool or a big pool is going to be that chow lounging baja shelf as they call it on the west coast uh, or sun shelf those are just co- constantly just it's like i tell people like when they don't if they don't want to do it i'm like you're losing value on your house if you don't do that because anyone that buys their house if all your neighbors have it and you don't they might not buy your house because it doesn't have a sun shelf i mean it's just you know it's a it's a it's a thing that's common everywhere but it's such a big thing because it's like whether it's the adults lounging in it or it's the kids playing on it i didn't realize how important they were you know i knew from my business perspective but until i had my own younger my kids are five and two but until i started seeing them actually in my own pool on my son's shelf i was just like wow it is such a big uh, pivotal thing but my son is just it's you know he's even five and it just still is such a part of me he jumps off of it and it also like when your kids are doing swimming lessons it is huge. It's such a, it, may, it creates such an easier space for them to learn how to swim, whether it's, you know, they could swim up to it and, you know, hang off of it. They can kick their feet and then they could dunk their head under the water where if you're holding on to a coping edge, it's a little different than putting your head underwater because you're kind of holding on to something higher. So, I mean, it, it, it's such an easy thing for me to sell to people because of, you know, the kid factor too. And then you throw in like, Hey, you can lounge on it with your wife and, you know, your adults and stuff like that. And then the big, the next biggest thing is making sure that's a proper size. Cause you know, I've got to see, you see it all over the place. If you're, especially when you're talking about, you know, the, the big pool states, Texas, Florida, Arizona, California, you know, the companies will just throw these little small nine by nines in there or something like that and it's not functional you need to have something that's 12 by 6 12 by 7 and that's where you start out at All so right. you can have your section for your ledge loungers or your chairs and the section for the kids and the entry to get in and out of the pool and so it's you know the, but that's the pivotal point every single pool has that now there's just so many water features and and how we use the water features obviously the rain curtains are just you know blowing up and you know companies <laughs> like, there's so many companies on. But they, you know, they make them, they just, they're, it, they're just so many different ways that people are using them to create, you know, cool features and things like that. It's, you know, those are kind of exciting
0: yeah, uh, we did an interview with a really well-known West Coast outdoor landscaping and uh, pool design company, uh, Foxterra Design. Mm-hmm. They had an amazing pool with this beautiful uh, rain curtain that was on the cover of our last issue. These oversized tanning ledges with ledge loungers are becoming enormously popular. Design and aesthetics are always important, particularly for discerning homeowners in South Florida, who put a premium on that outdoor living experience? And I see some gorgeous examples of mosaic glass tile in your pool projects that incorporate lit loungers, things like that. You did this interview with Pebble Tech that really caught my eye. It was a fantastic project, Eric. I mean, can we talk about that one a little bit?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, and it's what you know. It's funny about that, and I got to give a little credit on that project. But um, that that project came to me from a few different people one uh Ryan Hughes actually recommended him he's a friend of mine and I met him in Genesis and you know local you know Florida guy we have a similar background and stuff like that and you know but anyways he he this girl's hitting him up on Instagram and the homeowner and you know, he's like I don't you know work down there and he's like he's like you know call Ike and da 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 and so he kind of recommended me on that project and then when we went out there she's like oh you've actually and she saw the name of the company she's like oh I know you're you know, I know this person and you did their pool and, you know, your business partner was already out here and, you know, he didn't want to take the project on. And I was like, yeah, he needed to send me out here. But yeah, we, that pool was actually a funny story because um he, she had hired a, you know, it's, it's unfortunate down here, but she hired an uh, unlicensed uh, pool builder. It was a guy who's a general contractor and he's, you know, they will just do everything down here. It's really bad. And then they were remodeling her pool and, they literally um they literally had built the pools they were doing it so bad and they had ordered all this expensive italian tile and you know and they, they botched that and they were putting things into the pool that were actually illegal that could have probably actually harmed our kids they were putting um water features that were made for fountains into our pool that had one uh, 115 110 volt um you know outlets that you'd plug in it was just everything was so illegal and done the wrong way and you know it was sad when i came out there and i her this stuff she started crying you know what i mean but so we took the project over we demoed everything started the whole thing all over again and you know i I redesigned and as soon as she saw the design she was just like oh my god yes please and and we swayed her to using you know there's a light streams tile and we and we um and i had talked to david knox and he basically said hey i have a that's you know an all iridescent and you know and so we kind of came with that and he didn't he does not do a lot of that most of the stuff is multi-iridescent and right. um so we we did this full iridescent tile from them and you know and i had jimmy smith shoot i've known jimmy for a long time he's been shooting my pools for years now but he um shot this shot the pool and we got this cool photo that really emphasized the the full iridescent tile on the sun shelf and you know that picture so many other ones that we have with the, you know, the sun shelf tile, the lounge area tile like that with a very prominent iridescent tile. It's just the customers just, they just love it. You know, but some people don't like iridescent tile and especially nowadays they want clean looks and smooth tile that doesn't have a lot of bling to it, but uh, more people love iridescent than not. It's just the, you know, people want that flashy jewel, you yeah, know, jewelry saw, type of. You know, if playing, you saw
0: that photo that Jimmy took yeah. of that pool at night, I mean, how could you not want <laughs>
1: yeah and she's that lady i love that customer she's so great but she's she's a single mom and she's got a lot going on she has her own business and so when we came to shoot the pool she really hadn't been maintaining the backyard and she had these massive trees that she actually cut down now thank god we got the shots because they were when we were there they were blooming all these flowers but the problem is the flowers would go all over the deck and ruin the deck and stain it we actually got to the pool to shoot it there were stains everywhere all over brand new deck she had there was stuff all over the place and jimmy and us we had to clean everything up and part of the shot was to get the pool and kind of drowned out some of the stuff in the background so you didn't see some of the things that were going on and it actually worked out perfect and it really emphasized the pool and you know we kind of tried to do this full iridescent tile wall and then we built a bigger, designed a bigger wall that contrasted that with a stack stone that was, we were matching that was on the house. And so we really were trying to, you know, our whole thing is we, would, which most, you know, people in design want to do that is, you know, bring, you know, elements from the house into the backyard. And so we tried to do that with our pool and it really worked out well and offsets and sheer descents, the LED sheer descents. And was, she actually has a, that pool's pretty cool. She's got speakers in the water. She does a lot of uh, swimming you know, a lot of laps and swimming in the pool. It's a big, I think the pool's 65 feet long or something like that. So she does a lot of laps in there and she has music that she can kind of hear as she's swimming. And, um, you know, so it's definitely a cool project. And I still have that, I, I we've done so many pools, but I, I have that pool still to this day as on my, uh, on my phone, as my uh, screensaver type thing on my phone. And it's been there for the last few years and I've, and I've I have other projects that are they're probably cooler than that one, and I just that picture and that that shot with the iridescent tile. It just, it's yeah, I know. Cool, it's just,
0: it's just the first time I ever came across your your company, and I said, "Wow, that's a really gas pool. I wonder who built that." You know, and that's yeah. when I stumbled across Ike's Carter's, and where you guys got drawn to my radar. You know, but being, being in the business for seventy years, you guys know a thing or two about making those kind of dreams come true for homeowners. What was that process like for your company to kind of become a market leader in your area? So,
1: um, the, the, the story is there's a lot to it. I'll try to keep it short. And the, the, you oh, give know, me the, the,
0: give me the cliff notes version because we yeah. got a, we got a short podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. So the family business and um, three generations and, you know, anyone who's, you know, you've, I know you've interviewed other people, Lee Russell is a friend of mine and some other guys that have been around, but family business is uh, even Ryan Hughes knows this. And, it, and sometimes the family business isn't always the easiest thing to work in. And so there was a lot of different, which says a lot about our company is there was a lot of different um, things that kind of happened when my, my grandfather and my dad didn't meet eye to eye. My dad actually in 1993, he left my grandfather and started his own company, and then that was the company I grew up in. And my dad unfortunately passed away, my grandfather actually passed away in, in, in 1999 of cancer, yet prostate cancer. And they uh, tried to sell the company back to my dad, and you know, it just they couldn't make the deal work, and so he ended up selling it to the the. Um, three of the three or four of the managers that were part of the company and they were all guys that used to work under my dad one is my business partner now and long story short you know my dad's company grew and he grew it and really took what he had did over at Ike's Carter Pools and made his company Pools Bike Junior really you know a special one. It was actually bigger than my grandfather's company you know my uh my dad ended up passing away in 2011 he was you know 58 and he had Colon cancer, and it you know eventually caught up to him, and you know so I I was running a company, and that was during the recession and all that stuff, so it was a really hard time, um you know and hard times make you stronger because everything that I am today is because of everything that I went through back then, and um and basically the results was that you know we're building starting to build these really cool pools and kind of you know really get ourselves established again coming out of the recession when we had you know every company had financial issues you know if you, if you didn't have financial issues in 2008 and beyond then you know you must right. have had some kind of uh, money yeah. coming from else right. but, but it basically as we we're really establishing ourselves and really building some really cool projects again and I was a small little company. We had downsized everything. And, um, you know, I, I was on the Florida Swimming Pool Association's, uh, you know, local chapter board for Broward County, which is, you know, the county where Fort Lauderdale is and, you know, just north of Miami-Dade. And um, basically, I, Gary Kaplan, who's my business partner and who actually took my dad's position. My dad trained him when he left like Carter Pools. He was on the board, too. And, you know, we were always joking and talking and I was one day, it was a dream, to, you know, have that company back and have everything that turmoil of my dad and my grandfather pushed to the side and you know want and have a bit of- as one company and I just thought one day that I would end up you know buying them out when they retired because they were older than me and uh, you know and we were just talking and they're, they have we had uh, we have a massive service company we, we build design and, and, and maintain pools and I mean back in the 60s we had 800 pools on service 1300 pools on service so you know we've been a, it's been a big part of what we do is service in the pools too and so they had a very strong service background and their building background was kind of minimal was they are building they are building pools and nice ones they just were not at the level that we were because when my dad left, that kind of came with him. He was that was he was that man at the company, um, the designer, the license holder, and building all the pools and and they and they wanted to be you know wanted to get back into that. They wanted to grow their business and and I wanted to have something that was had some more stability than just straight up construction because I, I went through that in two thousand eight and if you were in construction or luxury construction, you felt it because people yeah. don't need stop. Good.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: You Don't need a swimming pool to live, and if, you know, when it gets hard, you know, if I ever got back to that, you know, it's the comp our industry is the one that feels it, you know, unfortunately. So,
0: I well, wanted to, you know, a, I- a big, big way, Eric. I mean, uh, we had the it's pandemic, tough. you know, and then uh, the entire process kind of reset itself from a 180 for what 2008 was. I mean, the explosion and unprecedented demand that we've seen has, yeah. Some companies, you know, sold out past 2023 with a waiting list of folks on a backlog yeah. waiting in queue. I mean, what have things been like, you know, for your company? What's the current lead time?
1: Yeah, and, and uh, uh, we definitely have our lead time has gotten smaller. We've we worked around it, but I think at one point we were, I would say, a little bit over six months out. And when we say six months out, meaning once you get your permit, you'd have to wait six months for us to actually start the pool. Um, some people would say our lead oh, times a year or two years. And that's like from the day your contract, we've always tried to, Hey, this is from the day we get your permit, you know, then we got to wait for the dig date. Um, so we're down now. I think, uh, we have stuff scheduled into, um, I want to say late November, maybe right now. So we're about three months out. You know, and it's, it's getting better. Yeah. 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 You know, especially for, you know, companies like us, but, uh, it, it's, our, our sales You're
0: in a hot market a buddy. I mean, uh, Orlando yeah. area your company with your your state state in particular is a hot market for pools the city yeah. Orlando was yeah. ranked number four on the list of U.S. cities with the highest percentage of residential pools in the country uh, mm-hmm. that was a survey conducted by Lending Tree and they determined that over 25.9% of homes in the Orlando area have a spring pool traditionally real estate agents across the board, you know, whether they would say it depends on the buyer or the market, but in in places like Miami, Tampa, Orlando, where more than like one in four folks own a swimming pool, clearly buyers expect one to be in the backyard. Given that pools are taking longer to build these days and materials are costing more, do you think homeowners in South Florida are going to begin to put a bigger premium on homes that already come with a pool?
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that we've already, we've already seen it. I mean, I've had clients that, you know, for whatever reason, they sold their house cause how much they can get out of it or, you know, I build a pool and I mean, I've won that I've won, you know, pretty much every award you can submit or every award that I submitted, we won it for. And I had a client and he, he I mean, God, he had the pool for a year and he sold it and, you know, over 300, maybe close to 400,000 in his backyard, which is a tremendous amount for, you know, South Florida being South Florida is one of the cheaper places to build a swimming pool, which is, you know, has, has changed during the last year or two. But um, he sold his house and people in the neighborhood were like, they couldn't believe how much he sold the house for. And it's because he had everything. He had the pool. It was amazing backyard and he had it all. You name it, it was bad. And, you know, so that just, you know, set a precedent for them. People were like, we had people that we had, they had contracts and we were starting to build the pool. And it was like, because they were getting a new pool or their new pool, it was like a, it was like almost like a You're bidding support. war. Yeah. So like, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's definitely a huge, you know, huge thing and you can see it. Um, my wife's in, um, she's not a real estate agent, but she's in title sales and deals with real estate agents all the time. And there's definitely a different value when you have a pool compared to not having a pool, you know? So
0: What we saw in 2008, Eric, was that, you know, a large percentage of new pool construction was tied to new home construction. And, you know, whether you believe it or not that we're in a recession, folks are talking about rising mortgage rates, increasing inflation, that we may have slipped into a bear market you know, we're down a few quarters in this country and the Fed has not acknowledged that we're in a recession, but what's your gut feeling tell you, you know, personally, based on your experience and what you saw in 2008 Mm -hmm. and what you're seeing now, what do you see going on in the market?
1: Yeah, say South Florida is probably the strongest market in Florida. It just is population wise, there's 9 million people and a, you know, you could drive an hour and there's 9 million people. So um, sort of like Long Island, but spread out. So in a sense, uh south florida we've always joked around or said in south florida that you know when a country goes in a recession that sometimes florida especially south florida and certain markets in florida don't feel it as much because there's so many people that they don't need people to necessarily be moving in here to keep business moving and you know but we definitely have seen um, you know, our sales and leads fell off probably I think it was like March or something like that, or it started slowing down. But for us, it was I was like, Thank God, you know what I mean? And it's I don't that, I
0: don't
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't want the sales to stop. Don't don't ever take that. I, you know, very blessed to have sales and the business even though it's been a complete disaster you know and i I would i would give it all back to be honest because it just hasn't been you know great for a lot of companies in my opinion in my opinion you know with what it cost to build a pool and you know and, and and all those things which is a whole different podcast but um you know at the end of the day i i you know we still have had you know enough sales where it's like i could have i could take these sales that i've had for the last six months and i'd be and i would be thrilled before the pandemic me and my business partner would high five each other if we were having sales like this, cause it was still really good. So, you know, um, even this, this month is actually, I think it was also, we had a really good month last month and this month it's been, I think we might only sell two pools this month or last month. We maybe sold four or five, but the pools are so much more where it's like, Hey, you could build a pool for 45,000 as a starting point, which is very, very cheap, basic, basic pool. Three years ago, and now that pool, like, we we can't touch the pools unless they're sixty five thousand. And you know, this is right. South Florida again; it, it starts at a lower price, and for you know, just everything's super competitive. But um, you know, now it's like pretty much all of our pools are, you know, you know most of the pools we sell are one hundred forty, hundred and fifty thousand and up. Where before our average medium pool maybe was like ninety thousand, you know, or eighty, or maybe eighty thousand, or something like that. So you know now we don't have to sell as many pools to still have the revenue that we need and you know which is which is nice but um you know we definitely have we definitely have felt it i mean the home sales have definitely slowed down um but there's people this is how i always put a judgment on things and when you talk about experience and what i really believe when i see developers still developing and they're when i see like these big big you know Big, big companies that have tons of researchers and invest tons of money and millions and millions of dollars, and they go after, you know, they lobby. The government to open up land because South Florida it's so built up. There's not a lot of space to build until you get into Palm Beach County or you know Palm Beach or you know which is north of Boca Raton and north. Um, There's more. There's a little bit more land, but they literally are still going into the you know these government agencies and lobbying. They're still coming up with land to open up big neighborhoods, and as long as that keeps happening, you know you're still going to see business coming through. And again, we're in South Florida. This is, it, it takes a lot for the, you know, res, you know for those things to hit in these areas um, because there is so many people and pools are so popular, you know, that, it, you know, we, the, you know, boat sales have been a major thing is similar to pool sales, the boat industry or RV industry, those industries have been just booming like crazy, like ours has, yeah. and they're, they're still selling boats down here. I promise you. You know, I mean, it's you know, and so it, you know, it's it's all slowed down, but it's not. It hasn't stopped.
0: Let's switch gears a minute, Eric, because I really don't want to get into a whole thing about stocks and the market and this. <laughs> and, you know, I'd be remiss if I had you on the show and all I did was jaw with you about stocks and real estate. I saw the photos Jimmy Smith took of your recent pool projects. Complete eye candy. You know, we'll be highlighting <laughs> some of those in an upcoming issue of Pool Magazine. I mean, what have been some of your favorite recent projects to work on as a builder? Surely, you know you got a couple of those projects stand out in your mind and have made your highlight reel. I'd love it if you could share one or two of those with us. Yeah, so we uh,
1: he he was just here actually. Um, I, I don't get him here a lot in the summertime. I'm kind of his winter customer, which I'm totally fine with, and because he gets so busy in the summer. But sometimes I have to have him here because I got pulls I need to shoot. But um, he was just here right. After Labor Day, literally flew in. I think the day, like that Monday after Labor, Tuesday or Monday or whatever it was, and um, and I had five projects I needed him to shoot, and three of them were just big, some of the you know nicest ones we've we've done to date, and you know, and those ones are definitely um, really exciting. I just got one of the edits back on one of them, um, and she's so she's editing the photos right now on some of those, and they are you know just it's some of them you know they're just and you get these customers that are it just has everything they want every single thing in the pool and you know it's like he's he, he walks in the backyard and he's like i don't even know where to start shooting because there's so <laughs> many different things going on pool and i've been we've had a few like that and these other ones are just like and i end up with you know they send me the photos and a lot of times it sends me you know 20 photos or 18 16 photos and he sent me 45 and 50 photos on two of these jobs. And it was, I was trying to pick through them. I was, <laughs> I, it was hard to pick through them. I ended up usually I never pick more than 15 photos with Jimmy, you know, or, or eight, you know what I mean? And the two projects, I got 30 and 35 photos they edited because they were just, I couldn't not have some of the shots, you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, well, here's a shot that was a close up. And then they pull back and it's like, well, Now, when they pull back on the same shot, you see like five more things in the pool that are important. So it's like even the editor was calling me. She's like, you sure you want all these? And she's like, and then she was like, as she's looking, she's like, no, you need all these. You're totally you're totally right. (laughs) I've never done that before on a pool, we've had a couple that we had a lot, but, you know, to have 30 photos of a pool that we edited was, you know, a lot And it, it. And when you see the photos, you know, it, you're like, okay, yeah, this may, obviously you had to, you you definitely needed that. Um, and they're really cool. And we just, you know, you know, it, 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 I love having when I'm able to get a client, like the clients like these, cause they just, some of the the good ones and, and, and one or two, one of them is a repeat client. And he just said, you're so, you know, just do, you come up with whatever it is. I'm not even telling you what I want. Just You do it. And that we blew him away. He just literally, you know, and every single thing that he was doing, he kept asking for my advice. And, and when they do that, that it really turns out special. And, yeah. you know, and they, and when they trust us and, and they, and they, and and. They, to take over things and you know and, and try to make it look horrible or clash materials and you know and they stick to what we're trying to you know what we and get our influence on it and that's cool and that's something that i've seen develop as we keep getting you know keep growing in the industry is that the clients really are you know trusting us even more you know and then and, and the projects just and then if they have the budget it just really can, turns out to be special we have a few of those, and. We've got several of them that we're building or in the process of building, so it's been cool. And then that's probably been the coolest thing beyond the amount of you know revenue and all that that's come out of the pandemic is that we're getting these really cool projects and these clients that are just really trusting us to, you know, do things and we'll see some of these, you know, pools coming out here. I think I posted a picture of, on a, on my story on Instagram, a snap of one of them, but um, you know, we'll see some of those pictures coming out and definitely feel free. I'll definitely share them with you. Um, and, but it's, it's, it's been cool. I mean, every single one of those pools has a rain curtain. Let's just say it like that. Some of them have multiple rain curtains and, um, you know, and it just is, it's just part of, you know, it's just part of, and what can we do with those features? And how can we, you know, here it is, we do one and let's, okay, now the next one, let's try to do something even cooler with it. And, 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 and it's, you know, the only thing about it is, is, is you got to build it, you know, and that's a, you know, challenge. And luckily, like when I designed the stuff, you know, I'm, I'm in my head, I'm saying, I'm going to build it like this. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I work with a multitude of different consultants, you know, that I, that if I, when I have big jobs like that, that I'll go to and have them help me with the plans. And a lot of it is me telling them, hey, this is how I want to do it. And then they give me their feedback from the engineer, different things. And, you know, but it's, it's been really cool. And, you know, and we, and it's just exciting to be able to try to do different things. And, and some of these, you realize, you know, probably shouldn't have did that, you know, maybe, or let's do it this way you know next time you know or whatever to you know make sure that it's you know done and that's part of the part of building pools and part of the okay. experience is who's your, your tile guy Eric? my tile guy so i've a lot of the g- crews that we work with in south florida um you know we've 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 brought them on and we kind of work with them and then i just i use the knowledge and the experience that I've learned from Genesis or being in tributary or water shapes and, and then all the friends and people that I have and I and I try to teach those guys that and say this is how you know when several years ago like no one even my tile guys didn't even know what waterproofing was you know I mean like four or five years ago like they didn't know what waterproofing was and so we teached every guy how to do it. And and I've been through so many tile guys over the year. I we had a tile guy for WordPress for 20 years. And then in a recession he moved back to Brazil and we lost him. But um, you know, so I've i built some new ones and they're and they're really good. I mean they're not cheap, <laughs> I'll tell you that much, but you know, they're, you know, and, and and two 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 of the guys that I have pretty much work directly for me and and really don't have enough time to do anything for anyone else. And God knows I've tried to get a uh, you know, Ray Mosaic has done some jobs, but just a matter of getting the client with the budget that wants to do an all tile pool. And so he actually did a, um, a little Tesla, I had a customer that had so much Tesla stock. And as yeah. he built a pool with the Tesla stock and had to have the Tesla logo in his pool. And, and of course I went right to Ray and he did me a favor, made it. And, you know, he's in, and so that's the only project I have so far, but, um, you know, we, we, we definitely have some guys that, and, and, and we work with them. They call me every time I'm on a job and there's difficult tile or things like that. And we go over it to make sure it the right way. Or if I don't, if I have questions and I call the, you know, people that I have relationships with, whether it's guys from LaNada Bay or what, whatever manufacturer it may be, and, you know, and make sure that we're doing things the right way.
0: Shout out to LaNada Bay. Shout out to Ray. Uh, we've had him on the show before. Moses um, is yeah. definitely a great one. Uh, basically, you know, Eric, one of the unique pleasures I have, of doing this podcast is I get to talk about something I love, which is swimming pools with other folks who are passionate about the same things that I am. It's always nice to chat with folks who love this industry and we're out there doing great things. I appreciate you taking the time to check in with us today and talk shop, man. Thanks so much for spending the time with us. No problem. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. That's all the time we have today. To learn more about Ike's Carter Pools, click the link in the podcast. You've been listening to Pool Magazine, where we engage in meaningful discussions like the one you just heard with thought leaders from around the pool and spa industry. Click the like button, follow, and make sure to subscribe to get the print issue of Pool Magazine and stay up to date with the latest pool news. You've just been listening to Pool Magazine Podcast. Today's episode was proudly sponsored by the New Ledge Lounger Autograph Collection, which features a robust catalog of new chaise lounges, chairs, headrest pillows, and side tables. The Autograph Collection is a sophisticated reimagined look for contemporary in-pool and outdoor living furniture. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.